0: My people, that is all we are doing now, struggling, perhaps to no purpose except that those that come after us will be able to say, true, our fathers were defeated, but they tried. Welcome to the written response from Seth Momidi. You know the communication process is not over, so the receiver sends feedback, therefore in this podcast, as a reader, at the receiving end of written communication, I respond to the books I've read. My name is Seth Tameli thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading and please subscribe wherever you get your podcast. On today's episode, I am responding to the text Antos of the Savannah by Chinua Achebe, and I have a guest. My guest's name is Blessing Bandit. Blessing, welcome to the podcast, The response. Response.
1: Thank you, Seth, and thank you for having me. Hi to everyone who's listening.
0: So, tell us... Uh, what is it about Enters of the Savannah that made an impression on you? Enters
1: of the, the Savannah. Savannah? First, the one thing that made me read Enters of the Savannah was you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> was it me, or you read it first at A level before I asked you to do a podcast with me?
1: Okay, uh, we read this book, A yeah. level, way back. I was reading the book just to get a pass mark. Get it over and done with. Yeah. But then when you told me about this podcast, I got so interested and yes. I had to reread Antilles of the Savannah. Yeah. Just trust me. Everything this book has traumatized me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. Before we discuss much more about the text, Antilles of the Savannah is a text by Chinua Achebe. It's his fifth novel. It was published in. 1987, it was also shortlisted for the Booker Prize. Uh, the text is set in a fictional state called uh, Kangani. It revolves around uh, Chris Oreko, the Commission of Information. In the opening of the text, uh, they jokingly refer to him as the Commission of Words. Uh, and Beatrice, the senior assistant secretary at the Ministry of Finance, she's also Chris Slava, and Ikeem's friend. Ikeem is Ikem also the editor of the National Gazette, and it is through uh, these three that it, the story of Kangani is told, and uh, the text revolves around them, and each of them get to narrate from a first-person uh, narration the story of Kangani. There's also the use of the third-person narration. So, like she said, we read this text in at, uh, in 2008 and 9 we were doing our A-level but uh, we really it and decided to do a podcast on it and I would say from my perspective time has changed the way that I view Enters of the Server what do you think?
1: The same applies to me
0: <laughs>
1: it has changed a lot actually yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: what has changed?
1: Um, back then Reading it, it was just a novel. Yeah, we would see traces happening here and there, but yeah. most of the things that were written in the text, yeah. we would always think, ah, such things do not happen. It's just fictional literature. Yeah, but living in the modern day society and living in the kanga that I am in now, <laughs> I know it's not literature.
0: Yeah, it's actually literature reflecting reality because, like you said. We, we never thought we'd live uh, in a country which had uh, a coup, which is not a coup. And then there's uh, a lot of things that have taken place that are, are sort of like, a sort of things that happened in the text. We've uh, had journalists disappear here in, in, in Zimbabwe. So that is the thing about, maybe that is another difference that has come about over the years now that we're reading the text now. So
1: what more can you say uh,
0: about the text? Moving on.
1: Um, seeing that Answers of the Savannah revolves around a group of friends. Yeah. Like I said, this is not merely literature. Yeah. You can see that even in any African setup, most of the governments are made up of a group of friends, people yeah. that come a long way yeah. in courts. <laughs> with each other. Yeah. So this this guys in the text Chris Ikem and his Excellency. Yeah. They come a long way mm-hmm. with each other. And they know each other's flaws, each other's strong points and weak points. Yeah. So it's easy to like triple the other. It's easy to get over the other. But then we we see that intimidation plays a very pivotal role in this text.
0: Yeah. I think what I found maybe interesting about uh, the text is coming from multiple and Maybe related to the people of Upper in the sense that they are coming from a, a marginalised uh, region. Uh, even when they bleed for for help from the government, they are ignored because the government feels that uh, the people of Upper Zone slighted. That is, the president feels like the people of Apazo slighted him in, in not voting for him for his uh, presidency for life. I think that's another thing that, uh, with and as a, a marginalised region, are uh, related to the to the people of Apazo. Talking about uh, these guys being friends, yeah, we're not talking about uh, movies, writing script. They say that for a good script. It has to be explained in one sentence. I think this story, if explained in, in one sentence, it's a story of, of, about three friends who went to school together. To but the difference with these three friends is that their actions, they are at the top, and mm-hmm. their actions affect a lot of other people. What they do, their story is the story of Kangai, mm-hmm. in a sense, because Sam is the president, Chris is the minister, and... Kim is the head editor in chief of the National Gazette. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it is. And um, I think this book is trying to bring about the diversity of friendship. Yeah. Because this guy is holding three different roles in the same government. It actually reveals how three people can be long term friends and still be different. Yeah. And still get to dislike one another, but still being standing under the umbrella term of friendship.
0: Like uh, Chris becomes, in that friendship, Chris is the sort of the glue. Mm -hmm. To put it in football terms, it's sort of the defensive midfielder who holds. Yeah, like the analogy that I use being the defensive midfielder, Chris is not the most uh, exciting character. Uh, came is exciting, Beatrice is exciting, uh, even Selm to a certain extent because they are all those exciting characters and Chris is only exciting at the end when he becomes bolder. So like I said, he's sort of like this guy who's a defensive midfielder. We don't think much about defensive midfielders in football, but when they're out of the game you realize Asaciu Pesquez is missing, something like that. So I think Chris sort of glues uh, them all together, and he says that he's always been in the center of the between Ikem and Sam. While Sam was this uh, um, athletic guy, Chris was the bookish, nerdy guy, and he was always in the center, yeah. excuse keeping them together. I think that is all. So, what do you think about maybe the in terms of dictatorship, uh, power corrupting, and all that?
1: Oh, trust me. It brought me to my favorite <laughs> text in the book. Power yeah. corrupts. But absolute power corrupts absolutely. absolutely.
0: Yeah.
1: I mean, we're seeing a mere soldier in courts. Yeah. And now I would like to uncourt. His excellency actually even states that I am just a soldier. Yeah. I'm used to taking orders and giving orders. I know nothing about but, running the affairs yeah, of a country, the
0: country yeah.
1: so I mean put a person like that in charge of people do you think he listens to anyone
0: no he doesn't I think he also maybe the people around him have also given him that absolute power becoming by men, even Chris himself even his cabinet at the start of the text they are not what can I say they're not willing to to challenge him we see some of them are hiding, and some of them uh, are just there to laugh at his bad jokes. You know, you always laugh at the boss's bad jokes, no matter what. No one is there to, to, check, to check him on, on things, to say, no, no, don't do this, don't do that. They are willing to go with him in whatever that like he does.
1: Yeah, and I think that's the problem with dictatorship. Detectorship instills fear. Yeah. even in those that you rely on because trust me, dictators do have people that they rely mm-hmm. on yeah. his excellency relied on Chris and at some point he relied when he came, but then he had this thing in him of instilling fear in his friends mm-hmm. to such a point where they would only smile when he's away yeah. and when he walks in would tremble with fear
0: yeah.
1: Yeah. someone would shake just holding papers and even to the extent of letting them fall to the ground because that person cannot stand His Excellency's presence. I mean, who does that?
0: <laughs> yeah. I think to move on from maybe Sam, Chris and Kim, i I have to talk about my favorite character in the text, which is Beatrice. I like Beatrice and I would say what made me like Beatrice more is when I was reading Things Fall Apart, another text by Chinua Achebe, which is his first novel. Uh, there is a character in Things Fall Apart called Enzima, which is uh, the daughter of Okongu. Mm-hmm. I, I read Enters of the Savannah first, then Things Fall Apart. And what I realized was when I was reading Things Fall Apart, I felt like Beatrice is the reincarnation of Enzima reincarnation incarnation in the sense that they have similarities because Enzima is said to be the strong and intelligent girl which also applies to Beatrice. Uh, Enzima, with uh, both of them, they are uh, women. Mm-hmm. And in the case of Enzima, uh, Okonko says, Enzima has the right spirit. However, the problem is that she's a girl. And throughout the text, Okonko says, I wish she had been a boy, I wish she had been a boy because uh, she has the right spirit. However, in that pre-colonial era, Enzima doesn't uh, rise or doesn't flourish, even though she's this strong and intelligent woman because uh, the culture or the systems at the time did not allow. But then we see Beatrice in Entos of the Savannah rising to the top. And she said to be, she holds a, an important post. She has uh, leadership qualities, and the times let her flourish to a certain extent. The other thing, um, Beatrice, is she says that uh, her mother held the crush against her because she was born uh, a girl. Uh, the actual quote is, uh, "I didn't realize until much later that my mother." me a huge grudge because I was a girl, her fifth in a row, though one had died and that is when I was born. She had so desperately prayed for a boy to give uh, to my father. So those were the similarities that I I, I found with Beatrice and Ziba.
1: Yeah, I also love Beatrice, I actually do (laughs) not just like her, I love her. She is this personification of a a powerful, strong-willed woman. Every girl's dream mentor. I mean, if you are a girl and you read *Entos of the Savannah*, you see Beatrice. We would all want to relate to Beatrice. I mean, she she is idolized as a person who is. I mean, who gets educated and is well-learned, more than the inventors of English.
0: <laughs> <I mean, laughs> She's mad medical. Say, uh, is it? No, it's not mad medical. Sam says uh, she beat the English at their own language to become first in a class.
1: So I mean, she is just good. Yeah. But the fact that her mother is disappointed in her being a girl gets to me. And it <laughs> gets to me really hard. I mean, even yeah. in the modern day age, we still have parents who Look at us who perceive girls as just babies. Yes. It's, it's like, ah, it's okay. I had a kid, like they you know,
0: say in the text, a female child is something,
1: yeah. And when they have a boy, the whole village celebrates. But I mean, trust me, having a girl is, yeah. is a greatest
0: blessing,
1: <laughs> as I would say. I mean,
0: no pun intended with using blessing, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no pun intended,
1: please. Please, but having a girl child is a blessing. Yeah, Beatrice is educated, she came first in London. Yeah, I mean, now she comes back with that knowledge and information to educate a whole nation of Kanga. I mean, educate a girl child, you educate a whole nation, but educate a boy child, those guys are, are selfish. Please, no offense. <laughs> Oh,
0: we'll take those biases. She's responding to the text in her own words, but like you say, I I also like like I said I like Beat, I like Beatrice, and at the end of the text, she holds the naming ceremony, which is supposed to be led by a, a male a man, mm-hmm. but she does it, and when she also she also brings a, a democratic element to the to the text. Mm-hmm. She sort of um, stands up to the whole, to the to the systems of uh, maybe of, of patriarchy, and shows that you know
1: there's things unity can be done. There is in working together. Yeah, women can still take up positions that are known to be a man's duty.
0: Yeah, and, and she's also leading these uh, these youths because as it says at the end of the text there are all these young people that are taking Africa to a new direction I don't know if Africa is going into any other direction than us going round and round in, in, in conflict in wars and in a vicious cycle of uh, political crisis
1: Trust me Africa is all going to Kanga they <laughs> are
0: not going anywhere other than Kanga uh, But Kanga, like
1: all right. We are all going to Kangan. You get rid of Sam, you get yeah, another Sam. <laughs> so.
0: So there is. What are you saying? We have a crisis of leadership in, in Africa. Yes. We're replacing the same person with the same person. Just. A
1: um, I think, in simple terms, we are killing a huge snake. Replacing it with a smaller snake and not knowing that it, it might grows. grow and be a bigger snake someday. So that's what we're doing in Africa. I mean, Chinua Achewe, in my own words, I'll say he was, he's a prophet.
0: Yeah.
1: Who writes a script that comes true into like half or three quarters of Africa?
0: <laughs> like you said, it's uh, fiction reflecting reality because... I think most African countries, most African mm-hmm. countries have had uh, cases of, uh, of coups, of detectors, mm-hmm. of, of conflict that is uh, politically motivated. All those things they get to to happen. Another important character in the text is uh, Ikem, and I, I feel like Ikem is sort of uh, what can I say? I think. Um, Chinua Achebe sort of infuses some of here, uh, his his life into Cam mm-hmm. when he talks about in the text uh, before he dies it says that he visits in the text he visits uh, Beatrice and talk about how Beatrice or the Beatrice or Beatrice has changed his approach when it comes to women, women yes. yeah in ter- in in that he. It goes back again to the character of Enzima and Beatrice being the same. In the sense that uh, Ikeem says, I've been writing, I've been thinking women are needed as uh, people of last resort when it comes to uh, things, it comes to conflict and war, or, or when it comes to situations, at least we should consider women in everything that we do every day of our life. And, she, and he says that Beatrice has changed him. In terms of that, so I think uh, that is sort of uh, Chinua Cheve accepting that maybe as a writer, he's not been treating women. Uh, in a, he's not been looking at women as equals, as people who can uh, do things, uh, who can do what men can do. Not that women are always needed as a case of last resort.
1: Yeah, but also. Feel that Chinua Achebe was somehow pouring out his feelings using Ikem and Beatrice. Yeah, that was him speaking. Yeah, yeah. Because I think on things fall apart, I also read part of the book actually.
0: Yeah,
1: he was portraying a normal African Mm, man. Yeah, and in Enters of the Savannah, he is portraying a modernized. Men, yeah, know, yeah. Chaba has been all over the world. I think he's interacted with too many people, he has seen how the world evolves and how the world acts. So, I think he was trying to make people understand the importance of women yeah. and their capabilities. Yeah, in as much as we are not built the same women and men, yeah, but there are things that we can do equally. Equal, yeah. So, I think. Him bringing out Beatrice and making Beatrice convince Ikem was his way of saying women can still convince men. Women can still have a way of having men and women work together. Because at some point, people view Beatrice as this um, Manipulative. manipulative and controlling woman. Yeah, but then. Chinua Achebe uses Beatrice to convince Ikem to show to show him that women also have rights.
0: Yeah.
1: Women are not just used as baby making machines as Africa perceives women. Yeah. But women can also take up leadership roles. Women can work in a setup so, where there are men but they can still cope and bring in mm-hmm. too many positive things.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I I I, I think you you you, you, you Put it well, and uh, the other thing that I want to talk about in this text is the storytelling part. Ikem visits um, the delegation from abazon at the hotel mm-hmm. and then well, the M is it the MC? Yeah, the MC attacks Ikem and says Ikem doesn't visit uh, the village in Upper zone, doesn't attend their um, their ceremonies, and then. The elder, that is a, a character referred to as the old man, stands up to defend Ikem, And in his defense he talks about uh, the importance of the story and how the story guides us mm-hmm. uh, and the importance of storytellers and the importance of the story in inspiring uh, the next generation that comes after. I have to say that is my favorite part of the text. And when I was watching the movie 300, I thought that that part of the text is similar to the movie 300, in the sense that in the movie 300, who's this, Uh, Leonidas and his 300, they are going up against uh, the Persian army, not just because they think they are going to win. If you watch the movie closely, you realize that in the movie, that is actually a suicide mission from the get-go. Because uh, in 300, Leonidas is trying to use the 300 to inspire the whole of Greece to come together to fight this Persian army, which is said to be invincible. And as we see uh, a united Greece coming together to fight the Persians, because they've shown that Leonidas and his 300 have shown that. have shown that the Persian army is not that invincible. It can be beaten, it can be defeated. I think that is also things that are talked about in the text entries of the savannah with uh, the tortoise. Mm -hmm. It's uh, the story between the tortoise and the leopard. It says, uh, the old man says, when the leopard meets the, the tortoise, it says, I've been looking for you for a long time, Today I'm going to kill you, I'm going to eat you. The tortoise says, okay, grant me one wish, grant me one favor. And then the leopard says, okay. And then the tortoise starts scratching around and scratching around. And then when the leopard asks, what are you doing? Uh, the tortoise says, um, I want anyone who passes through this sport to say, today a fellow met his match.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And that is what happens also in Grand. They say, uh, the says that, We want whoever to pass through this spot to say a uh, a tyrant met free men. So that is what uh, I like about that text also.
1: Yeah, Uh, I think um, I'm interested so much on the part where the totai says I want everyone who passes through through here to see that this fellow met his men. Just to take you back. There is a part where the soldier threatens a civilian yeah. and says, I can take out my gun and kill you like a dog. This yeah. person is someone who acts like a leopard. Just to mm-hmm. tell you that I can just tear mm-hmm. you into pieces. Is,
0: yeah, yeah. He he and doesn't
1: give that person the chance to retaliate or to say something back. Yeah. A- as if civilians do not matter.
0: Yeah.
1: So I think Africa needs to come to a point where we have equal voices. We have equal freedom of expression because we always hide behind the fact that we have freedom of speech, freedom of mm-hmm. expression. expression. But trust me, we do not have that. Yeah. You you freely express yourself, you get executed like a game.
0: <laughs> yeah, at the because I talking about uh, that part where he says, "If I kill you, I kill a dog." Mm-hmm. I think it it also shows how you know the military feels like they own the country.
1: They're invincible, but
0: while it's the country belongs to 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 everyone. And I, and I think that also shows maybe the problem with uh, detectorship. It also it just doesn't affect um, that it, it's not beca- it doesn't become a problem with just the leaders. Mm-hmm. It, it it also. Uh, Sips so down to, to, the, everyone. to mm-hmm. society and people become violent even to, uh, even if they are low people, even as uh, ordinary people, the masses, people just become violent and I, 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 and I think uh, the other thing is what I like about that text uh, in, in that part is when Ikem says uh, when you are a participant sometimes you miss the important, the important, mm-hmm. the, the important parts. At times I think we need to take a step back, like you say, there's Africa and look within ourselves and ask where are we going wrong other than maybe just being trying to oppose each other? Maybe there, there's a solution somewhere.
1: Okay, uh, speaking about solutions I was born in a setup where someone would send people to say something. Yeah. And when it backfires, they would come back to the masses and say said this this thing needs to be cleaned up yeah I mean we grew up in in a society where we never say anything we have people say things to us yeah but if I were to choose living in Kangan and living in the society that was there before I would rather go back to the society that was there before because the Sam that was there before would fix his mess yeah but this particular Sam in Kangan chooses to stand before the masses and order them around. I mean, whom do you hide behind when things go wrong? You have no escape plan. Yeah,
0: yeah. But
1: if you send Chris to do your dirty work, then you can hide behind Chris and say, Chris did this on his own. Yeah, yeah. So I think the way that soldier treated that woman shows us the, the, the gravity president. of corruption. So that, that, that man, it, yeah. it shows us the gravity of corruption. Yeah. Because, trust me, dictatorship gives birth to corruption.
0: There's no accountability. There's no
1: accountability.
0: Yeah.
1: No one asks the other to, like, take care of whatever that they do. They just feel like they can do anything, anyhow, and anywhere, without anyone questioning them. And because they are our boss in courts,
0: yeah. we
1: do not say anything. We just bow down and allow them to walk over our heads and spill water over all of us and we have nothing to say And I I think it's, it's time we work as ants build an anthill hill yeah. <laughs> protect our a anthill hill when there's a stem in our midst I mean we just need to get rid of the stem, work together
0: maybe we, we need to be inspired or Another thing, going back to the part about uh, storytelling, maybe there is people are afraid they are not willing to to come together and, and, and work together because at times when you're just even when you're not, even when you 're saying something which is not uh, when you 're trying to ask how can we build our, ourselves as a country as a nation as a continent, some people perceive you to be. Uh, Tresoners mm-hmm. Why well, is maybe you are just trying to say your part, for instance, the people of upper had come to to petition in, in a case of drought, mm-hmm. but we see that they are locked up and they are thrown in jail, and with them being thrown in in, in jail, the, the, the state is trying to to stop them, but they were just asking for help in terms of water you know it, they weren 't Challenging even the president in terms of his power But they were coming in to say Was we're bleeding with you. So I think that's the other thing that maybe makes people to to fear to come out and or even when we're coming out to work together people are are persecuted.
1: I think uh, what we have to consider is the part of storytelling. Too many people have stories to tell Yeah. but who would listen to the stories? I think sometimes the, the problem that ends or rather covers storytelling is the fact that even if you tell a story someone would always rise up and say this is not true.
0: But I think uh, the problem with, with Africa is when we tell stories people want to say the story has to make certain people look good exactly that is not how you tell a story you know you just have to tell a story tell it as it It is is. you know because all the way stories are changed to the way stories are manipulated that is uh, you know our problem it's because if you're telling a story uh, like Ikeem was was killed because the way you told the story someone thought like it came was slighting him. That is Sam. Um, that is uh, the problem of censorship. Let's let stories be told the way stories are. Not to say if you are telling a story someone has to say so so and so has to look good in your story. That is not how stories Do you know what I works.
1: think? I think, I think that's
0: why the old man says the story is in charge. Mm-hmm. And it always, the, story, the true story always comes at the top.
1: Tell people the story just the way it is. Do not add, do not subtract, right. and leave the masses to decide right. on what they want right. to believe and what they don't right. want right. to believe. Yeah. Because if you sugarcoat a story, and then it means you are depriving people of the knowledge that they're supposed to be having you're making them hear what you want them to hear but not what they're supposed to
0: hear so
1: i mean if we if we if africa learns that news editing news telling you're supposed to tell the people things as they are Ah. allow editors to express and tell stories the way they are do not send stories to a certain so-and-so to edit before the so editor-in-chief. <laughs> I mean, then why are you even placing that person and telling the masses that this person is the editor-in-chief? Because we, we already know that this guy is just an idol sitting there. He's not even the it's editor-in-chief. just a stooge there. Yes. There's someone who edits the stories behind the scenes. I mean, I, I think Chinua Achebe is trying to tell us that we have to come to a point where Africa realizes that someone has to tell a story as it is and not get killed. Yeah. Someone has to tell a story the way it is and not disappear. Someone has to tell a story as it is and not there and not have their family threatened or have their family members disappearing one after the other so that the person shuts up.
0: True. Uh, going back also to... The story of the tortoise, like I say, is my favorite. That's why I started the, the podcast with the last thing the, the old man says, He says, my people, that is all we are doing now, striking. Peeps to no purpose, except that those that come after us will be able to say, true, our fathers were defeated, but they tried. I think that is uh, what we need to do as Africans is to, even in, 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 the, in, in, in the face of uh, maybe uh, oppression or persecution, we need at least to say something so that to pick up the fight from the pre- previous generations to push their fight for a better Africa.
1: We might not
0: uh, do so, We might not win, it's not about winning. Mm-hmm. The next generation might pick it up and to say that it's something that I've uh, also taken in life besides maybe talking about the country or anything in my day to day life I think it's not just about winning in everything that you do sometimes it's just about laying the foundation for the next person who comes after you to take up a better situation than you rather than saying "Ah, I'm, I'm defeated this is what I'm going to this is where I'm going to Die, or this is all I can get so try and do something for the next person so we have a better life
1: do you know saying that uh, it brings me into football I yeah. know most people love football Yeah, you would have a team that gets beaten week in, week mm-hmm. out yeah. but they still show up for their next game yeah. and you have some people asking you guys are losers why do you even go and fulfill a match and then I would like to tell people that I admire someone who fulfills their match. Yeah. Irreg- regardless of whether they won the previous match or they lost it. Yeah. The bottom line is they fulfilled the, the fixture. Fi- yeah. So for, it's all about fulfilling the fixture. Trust me, to a kid, to a two-year-old kid who aspires to be a football player someday, you are a hero whether you lose or you win that kid would say but that person keeps going back that person keeps going back i mean we would have teams that our kids would remember we'll have players that our kids would remember so i choose to be part of a generation that will tell stories whether i get listened to whether someone shuts me up but the bottom line is i tried Telling my story.
0: Yeah. So to round up uh, our response to Enters of the Savannah, uh, what would you say about Uh, the text? I
1: would say this is a brilliant novel. Yeah. Thumbs up Chinua Achebe for showing me that some things are not just literature. Yeah. Some things do happen. And sometimes we need to take those novels and these books that we read. Seriously, And I would also want to encourage and urge everyone in all corners of the world, in all corners of Africa and especially in my country, Zimbabwe, please do get this copy, read Entels of the Savannah, you will <laughs> love it. Uh,
0: we love stories, that is why we love reading stories do a lot, they inspire, they encourage, they make you feel like you're part of something. They say you're not alone, they teach you caution. We love our storytellers. That is our, in this case, our authors. They have the talent to weave words together and invoke emotion, play with words, and paint vivid pictures. They make make language dance a unique tune. They leave us with codes to live by. Like she said, she likes the...
1: Power corrupts, but absolute power corrupts absolutely.
0: Long after they are also gone, their stories live on to inspire us for Chinua Echeve is late but the story enters of the savannah, lives on and continue to inspire us. My name is Seth Tembelile Moyo. This has been The Reader Response and today we're joined by
1: Blessing Bande.
0: Feel free to send your feedback on the email the reader response at gmail.com. Reader response at gmail.com. Subscribe to receive the podcast so as to keep to date with the latest episode. Thank you for listening.